When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Golf Unfiltered Podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Cog Hill Golf and Country Club. You've heard me talk about Cog Hill every single episode this season, and we will continue to do so because they are one of the premier golf destinations in the Chicagoland area. Featuring 72 holes of championship golf, including the world-famous Dubs Dread, Cog Hill has just upgraded their entire practice academy to include Top Tracer, two bars, a food truck, and a full family experience that anyone will enjoy. Go out to coghillgolf.com to learn more. We are also brought to you by our friends over at WorldwideGolfShops.com. If you're looking to upgrade your game this year, or if you're just trying to pick up some new pieces of golf apparel, or even some training aids to help you score better, WorldwideGolfShops.com has you covered. The best part about this website is they always offer incredible deals on some of the newest equipment, even just days after its release. Once again, it's WorldwideGolfShops.com. Welcome to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, your source for all things golf, including in-depth interviews, new equipment highlights, and answers to golf questions you might be too afraid to ask. My goal? To help you learn more about the game so you can enjoy it even more. Let's dive in. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam, from GolfUnfiltered.com, and you see two other people here today. First and foremost, you remember Nikki Dunnigan. Nikki, it's always good to see you. Hi, hi. How's it going? Good, very good. And this is the first official podcast where we welcome on Dan Hauser is the third member of Golf Unfiltered. Dan, welcome. Hello, hello, hello. Happy holidays to all. Definitely, definitely. Happy holidays to both of you. Uh, it's been a great, crazy year, wild year. There's been a lot of changes at Golf Unfiltered, of course. And, you know, Nikki, you and I have had the chance to collaborate a whole bunch. We'll continue to do it in 2023. And Dan, your addition to the team is just going to make everything better. We're going to talk about all sorts of new topics. We're still getting figured out, of course. But uh, I'm really excited for next year, you guys. Yeah, that's going to be a fun time for sure. Absolutely. So as we get rolling today, you know, obviously we have a lot to talk about in terms of we could go a lot of different ways, but Let's go with a fun direction. And Nikki, this is something that you had brought up regarding uh, Christmas movies. And obviously there's been a big live golf saturated content throughout the year. And we're going to touch on a little bit of that. But before we do that, I think we have at, l- at least have to touch on Augusta Nationals announcement, al- allowing live golf to play the players there. Any initial reactions from either of you? Nikki, let's start with you. I mean, yeah, I feel like it's only appropriate to start with me, right? Like, exactly. <laughs> um, I, I mean, <sighs> you knew it was coming. They, they kind of are stuck, in my opinion. Um, and also, apologies in advance for the way I sound. Um, I think like eighty percent of the country has something that sounds like this right now. Um, but, but yeah, okay. So like, I think Augusta is kind of stuck. You know, they're like. Um, how, how many of their past champions are on live right now? And I think that is honestly the biggest reason probably why. Um, I don't think they really care as much about whether or not Bryson or Brooks gets to play. 
I think they are more concerned about the Phil's and the Bubba's and the DJ's who would 100% push back and argue over, um, well, my contract that says I won and get to play here whenever I want, like, you can't take that away from me. You know, I, I think they're, they just don't want that argument. Um, and I think really that's like, I think you said this in the group chat, like it really boils down to, you know, the letter saying, fine, Phil, you can play, you know? Um, I don't think it has as much to do with the others as it does the ones who have already won. I agree with you. And I think it is a lot of it of, you know, for the things you just outlined. I mean, the past champions are the past champions. They're going to do whatever they want to do. And, they earned that right, you know, as far as, and Dan will be back here momentarily. I got the text from him that he's trying to fix something on his end. Um, but I do feel like everyone else who qualified either through winning a major over the last five years or, you know, top 50 of the world rankings, they're not getting ranking points. And those, uh, I feel like Fred Ridley and Augusta National played their cards pretty well here where there's, you know what, this isn't going to be a problem in a couple of years. Plus, the way that he even announced everything, the way that he worded it was we will reevaluate tournament qualifications or whatever every single year. And so it's almost like, yeah, you can come play in 2023, but that might not be the the case uh, the year after that. I also think the way that they worded it, like kind of sounded like you can come play here, but not everyone is happy about it. Like we're letting you do this, but just know that you're not going to have a very warm welcome when you show up. Right. Um, like, I mean, don't quote me on that, Augusta, but like, if you read between the lines, it, that, that's the vibe that I was getting from that letter. Um, and I mean, I think, like you said, they're setting it up to where they could potentially in the future make that change. But I mean, even last year they said, and last year was a little different because they hadn't made all of those live, like, you know, smack down and you can't play here kind of rules because most of them hadn't jumped ship until after Augusta. But, um, like, Phil wasn't there. Like, and, I mean, there's a bunch of them that, I don't know, it's, it, it's, it still felt weird even last year with some of mm. them who were rumored to go before they actually even left. So how much weirder and more uncomfortable is it going to feel this year when it's, like, they have actually gone and made the statements and made, like, a fool of themselves, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's, don't think it's going to go over as well. Although who knows? I mean, we could be surprised. We could be like, you could be, what I think will be interesting will be, you know, Augusta has always done. I remember a couple of years ago, they banned people from wearing the dilly dilly t-shirts when that was like a big, <laughs> a big funny phrase um, with like the Bud Light. I wonder yeah. if they're going to ban people from wearing the like, team aces or Mm. like the live team gear who come to Augusta because they have every right to do that. Um, Mm -hmm. They can stop you from wearing that in the gate. Like they don't let you wear a full tiger onesie into the gate either. Um, So I'd be curious to see their limitations on like that kind of stuff. It'll be really interesting. Welcome back, Dan. Obviously, we Thanks. in this day and age, we've got the remote technical difficulties, but technical welcome back. Technical difficulties and, are super fun. 
Yeah, always, <laughs> always. Well, and to but be fair, it, you're not you're not calling in from home either. You're you're traveling for the holidays no. as well. Yeah, I am in or I am in Michigan in the in the super fun weather that we're dealing with up here. So yeah, that just adds a little extra to it. But uh, I did catch the end of uh, what just what Nikki just said there, and she brings up a very good point because um, from everything we've read and understood, this point about live. Uh, the live golfers are under a requirement to wear their team logos at all of their events. And, um, yeah, I can't see Augusta national being okay with that. Um, it's one thing for them to say, yeah, if you have previously qualified for a criteria, we can't, if you're a previous winner or, you know, you, you placed it in, in a top five or top 10 or whatever of other majors last year, we can't, keep you out based on our criteria but um mm-hmm. they also made it very well known in that statement that they're not okay with live as an entity i guess you could say and what they're doing to the game so um yeah i we we could see a very interesting situation and boy would that be something if live decided that they wanted to try to test the legal waters of that with uh, the green jackets <laughs> Um, when it comes to having to have their team logos on their clothing or their hats come uh, uh, come time for the Masters. Man, that's going to be uh, – I mean, Patrick Reed's already suing everyone else on this stuff, so why not just throw <laughs> Augusta National in it while we're at it so he wears the uh, team logo? I'm really hoping uh, I don't get sued by Patrick Reed. I'm actually going to be honest <laughs> with both of you. Um, so, but I yeah, mean, if I you're mean, going down, I feel like we're going down with you at this point. So yeah, whatever. It's a good thing we both we all know we all know a lawyer, so that's good. Um, that too. Yeah. There's also the the champions that... dinner. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's gonna be something. I mean, are we gonna? Uh, they're they're gonna put him at like the kiddies table or something. I feel. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. That is gonna be so awkward <laughs> because a lot of them haven't. I mean, I'm sure they all still speak, but I don't know. That's just. Wow, that is going to be awkward. Yeah, it's it's going to be it's going to be nuts. Um, obviously, it's going to be a content creation dream whenever you know next April. So we'll just have to sit back and wait and see. I mean, I wasn't surprised that if the U.S. Open allowed it, if the British Open allowed it, uh, allowed it, Masters were going to have to allow it, and so we're going to just basically see how things play out. But in the spirit of the holidays, let's shift gears into something a little bit more fun to talk about. And Nikki. Uh, you sent us this idea um, regarding uh, Christmas movies. Well, I'll let you kind of set the stage for what we're about to go through, and I, uh, I'm excited to do this. Yeah, you know, there's um, there's not a lot of, like, there's not a big tournament happening this week, and so I figured let's talk about something more holiday-related. Everybody's mind is on, you know, holiday stuff anyway, last-minute shopping and watching all their favorite holiday movies at home, whether you're on PTO or sick leave or whatever. Um, and so, uh, in watching, I, I have a toddler, so we have already watched the, um, Benedict Cumberbatch version of the Grinch <laughs> probably 15 times a day. Um, so, uh, in thinking about some of these different Christmas movies, I was thinking what characters from like your favorite holiday movies would go live, quote unquote, go live if they were, presented with the opportunity like whatever the live tour equivalent of their job or role like not like hey <laughs> do you want to come play golf like whatever their job or role like right. Griswold's <laughs> job if they were like hey do you want to go live and whatever that is um would they take it yes or no and then like why so I thought we could go through some of the 
more popular holiday movies um, and, and de- debate, you know. I'm all for it. Um, and Dan, I know you're just chomping at the bit because I, I know that you... Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you I've got a list already. <laughs> yeah. So one of the ones that, Nikki, you started with was obviously, let's just... Maybe arguably one of the goats, Home Alone. Uh, yeah. yeah. And this is fans one okay. and two, obviously. So, so we could... Um, well, what, are we, what are we even thinking? Like, who's in play here from that movie? So, okay. This was the first thing that came to my mind the second Nikki proposed this idea the poster child of i will go to live equivalents if they were to give me enough money uncle frank this guy has already proven in life that if you pay for it he'll go anywhere he doesn't care he'll go to paris he'll go to miami if you front the bill he'll go anywhere you want well live clearly i mean they they do that already they'll they'll pay for your travel everything so like he is the literal poster child of the live concept of you pay for me to go there and I will be there with whatever you want me to do. Yeah. Wasn't that quote? Like you better not ruin my vacation kid. Your dad's paying good money. Yeah. Your your dad's paying good money for this. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, sorry, Mr. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. He's the literal poster child because he'll go anywhere for money. If you're paying him, he'll go there. I like that a lot. Yeah. That's a great one. Um, Obviously, I mean, I think it's a an easy easy target for like the wet bandits mm-hmm. or the sticky bandits. Um, I mean, that's their whole like mo. Um, I think, though, you know, I would I I want to say that like the parents because they left their kid <laughs> home twice. Like, <clears throat> do I think? That, I mean, I I just I think that they have too many other priorities on their mind and what's funny to me is that like lives prioritize themselves or at least they're marketing themselves as this tournament that's like oh it allows us to spend more time at home with our family <laughs> and do more with our family and like may i think that they would take the the live opportunity to spend more time with their family that then they could leave him at home I guess. for all we for um, all we know kevin's dad they works go on, those, go on more vacations and accidentally leave him at home. Again. Right. For all we know, what Kevin's dad works for a living. That's how he can afford that massive house. I mean, we've all been trying to figure out what he does mm-hmm. for a living. For all we know, that's what he does. And that's yeah. why he can afford that house and those trips to Paris and Miami. Definitely. You know, and it's funny, Maybe. too, because that house. The, the bird lady. That, that house is actually in a suburb of Chicago. And I should probably. You know what? I'm going to go make a live <laughs> golf sign and just go put it out there. And no one's going to know what it means. And I'll probably get arrested. But that's fine. <laughs> That's funny. The the bird lady from the second one would not no. would not take it. Absolutely not. I she's too pure of heart. Mm-hmm. Same with the toy store owner, um, the the turtle doves and the um the guy from the first yeah. one, the the neighbor, yeah. His name is now Yeah, yeah. He he would not. You know, anything those three would be the ones leading the protests outside <laughs> of the facility, outside of the golf course. Yeah. Yeah. It is interesting because we just watched Home Alone again for the first time in a while, and I completely almost forgot about the neighbor and like that touching <laughs> moment when he's talk- talking to Kevin, and it's like you know my son won't talk to me, and I was like wow, I don't remember this being as like heart wrenching the first time I watched it when I was a kid, but yeah, it's a, just this a great just went dark. Show. I know I was like holy cow, man! So call your dad, man. I don't know. That's just, that's rough. Okay, so we're on a good hot start here. You know, Home Alone one and two; those are definite. I, I don't disagree with anything you guys said. I mean, another another one 
And Dan, you are sporting the Clark Griswold sweater right now, your version of it. Christmas vacation. I mean, there's get, mm-hmm. I'm going to kick it off right from the start. And I got to say their neighbors 100% will go live. They probably work for live already. Like, let's be real. They work. They already work for live. They don't need to go there. That's already their employer. Yeah. Yeah. They've got like, the black too. clothes and the slicked hair. Yeah. yeah well, Clark's definitely. Boss definitely I mean, who gives a bonus like that? So I thought of something when we were talking about this the other day. So Clark, as much as it would like paying people to think about, like, cause they, you know, you want to think about him being the main character, being the good guy or whatever. Like, no, I think he's going to go live. And I think that he's like, he's probably the one who initiated it. He's going to be the most Phil like character <laughs> in this like whole shebang. Because if you think about it, at the the whole at the end of the movie when he gets the the no granted he doesn't do it Eddie does but he you know gets the the boss and he kidnaps the boss and he gets in there and he says you know here's all the things that we wanted we didn't want a jelly of the month mm-hmm. club we wanted all these things and it took like a kidnapping to get yeah. like their list of demands done Phil did that <laughs> for Liv and the PGA tour I mean like, it's true though he didn't yeah. kidnap Jay Monahan, but he did say, look, here's our list of demands. We don't want a Jelly of the Month Club. And Jay said, no. He said, well, I'm going to go start this other thing. And he kidnapped all of the, like a bunch of really great players from the PGA Tour and took them over here. And then Jay said, fine. And like with his hands tied behind his back and then big right bow said, fine, I'll give the PGA Tour all the things they want now. And Phil's looking like, you know, he got his money and they're still getting what they want. So yeah, I think um, Clark is the most bill aligned person in this. That is in, in my, good. I would have never. Wow. That's just that was a good one. I need yeah. a minute to process this. Like, wow, that's, <laughs> that was really good. So here's the thing. Amazing. So Dan, now that you're around, I mean, Nikki, like she'll go into an, like you never even thought that that was going to happen. And it's just like, wow, why does that make so much sense that yes, Clark Griswold? Uh, I, would be I just, my, I, immediately I just went to the most obvious, like heel villain. Exactly. Car- roles <laughs> in, in these movies. And I'm like, but that's just, I mean, that literally all of that. He, he, Clark Griswold is Phil Mickelson done. End of story. 100%. Nobody can change my mind about this anymore. hundred percent. Now I can't watch that movie anymore. Cause that's all I'm going to see. <laughs> all right. So, that's right. The, the so I guess going I'm... back to oh, oh go ahead, sorry. go ahead. No, you go ahead. I would say going back to the traditional kind of heel character roles. The other one that I immediately came to my mind from Elf was the um, the the dad um, because and and in theory, you one could argue that the book publishing company that he works for kind of already had that live mentality of they didn't mm-hmm. really care about the final product. They were just going to sign off on it and send it out. Like the book's missing two pages and he didn't care. He just signed off on it and send the <laughs> book out, <laughs> you know, or they, they repoed the books from the nun. Exactly. Like he did, mm-hmm. you know, he, he, I feel like they, they, they scream just, we don't really care about the final product. We're just going to go ahead and get our money one way or another, pay out what we need to and just call it a day. That Hiring outsiders to do their work for them when he hires Miles Finch, you know, I mean, that's just, I feel like that is a live move right there as well. Yeah. Well, Miles was the guy that I thought right off the top of the head, you know, and I have actually, I have watched Elf 
Okay, finally, good, good. for the first time. Finally. <laughs> finally, it only took all of us yeah. yelling at you for how long yeah, to finally I know. do it. A long time. I finally <laughs> did it. And um, did you guys, that's actually a good movie. <laughs> Go figure. Yeah, huh. It's almost like we've been telling you that for how many years now? Yeah, that it's a really, really good movie. Go figure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that movie's been out for a very long time now. Yeah, it, I don't, yeah, yeah. Very long time. Very long time. <laughs> Three, they're even more so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look, I lead a sheltered life, and no, I don't. I just, I don't know. I don't know why. It was one of those I never really got around to watching. And the um, uh, Miles definitely was someone I thought of. Uh, and uh, there's just a lot of characters in this movie that really didn't give me live vibes right off the bat. Nikki, were there anyone else in Elf that you could think of? Um. I mean, some of the like secondary characters, like the the reporter at the end, who's like, who's trying to like catch Santa, you mm-hmm. know, and she's kind of being a little snarky, like that person. Um, I like the, the the guy in the in the mail room who like drinks <laughs> yeah. scotch, but like, but like I could see him only doing it because like, but having a very Pat Perez mindset about it and being very honest about like. I'm doing this for the money. Exactly. Like, I don't care about anything else. I'm doing this for the dollar dollar bills. Like, and him being honest about all of it, but just straight up saying like, yeah, I'll do this. I'll go live as a mailroom attendant (laughs) for, you know, whatever. I think that none of the main characters though, they seem to, too pure of heart yeah. or whatever you want. I was just about to say, I think I think most of the main characters, Josie especially, I feel like, they would be the ones, the anti-live ones, who would be helping out at the protest outside of the golf course uh, uh, day of saying, don't, no, these are bad people, these are bad people. So, yeah, mm-hmm. most of those live, most yeah. of the elf uh, char- main characters would definitely be the outside protesting types. For sure. Yeah. For sure. So another movie that I just spent way too much time thinking about when I saw your list was a Christmas story. And I mean, there are so many good characters in that movie and I've not seen the sequel yet. I don't know if you guys have yet, but uh, I can't like, where do we even begin? I mean, you'd have to think, <laughs> you know, does the, is the dad, Mr. Parker, is he live? I mean, he was all about the leg lamp. I mean, he's already. Every single one of the characters. <laughs> that whole movie is live. <laughs> whole movie, the whole movie. The, whole. Yes. I'm with, I'm with Dan. Every single person in that movie, there is not an exception down to the dogs. Oh, yeah, the dogs were assholes. I mean, yeah. And the, actually, no, maybe the only exception would be the people who own the restaurant, the Chinese restaurant. For all we know, that's like the introduction, like orientation for Liv, that they probably, that's the movie they probably make you watch. Like, because every single one of them, that is Liv Central. They are not yeah. good people. Like even the Santa at the mm-hmm. mall, like Stuff. yeah, all of them, all of them. Yeah. I love that we're equating live to villains, and I have no problem with this <laughs> at all. I just want to go on the record of saying I'm perfectly fine well, with it. But Griswold wasn't that's a villain. True. Yeah, and I think that's true. That was true. He was just misunderstood, much like Phil. I think exactly. And I'm telling you, I'm I can't watch vacation movies. Now you're <laughs> well, no, because look. I mean, I know we're I know we're talking Christmas movies here, but like extend that out to the entire Vacation franchise. 
Look at the original one. All he wanted to do was take his family to Wally World, and he was viewed in poor light for that, but all he was trying to do was be that family man to get his family to Wally World. In Vegas Vacation, he just wanted to take his family on a good old-fashioned family Vegas vacation, and he was he got himself into trouble doing it, but that's he, he's got the good heart down deep below, but he doesn't always uh, do it the proper way. So, yeah, I, I swear, I'm, I can't watch a vacation movie now without thinking about Phil every time I'm going to see Clark Griswold. So maybe he's more bubble <laughs> <laughs> He's very, uh, Clark is very impulsive across the board, I think. There's just a lot going on. And then when you equate it, and we're not talking about the actual people who play the characters, but Chevy Chase is not a good person. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, that's right. I mean, that's, yeah. <laughs> Anywho, um, now this one I struggled with. I have seen the movie many times. That's not my problem with this one. But Love Actually, um, you know, I, I had some trouble picking this one out. I My immediate reaction was the rock star. Uh, he might go live, but then towards the end of the movie, he kind of came around and he may have seemed like a jerk, you know, very impulsive himself, but he came around and he's like, no, actually I, I kind of have this soft spot in my heart too. So what did you guys think about love actually? So I, this is controversial, but I, it's not good. I cannot stand love actually. It is my least favorite Christmas movie of all time. I'll watch it every year. Just because, but like, like number one, as soon as I was like, love actually and live the poster guy, oh. like who films is the, the yeah. wedding because like who, I don't even have to say why, like who, who films their best friend's wedding and then only films the bride and then goes and confesses that they're in love with their mm-hmm. best friend, with their best friend's wife, like. <laughs> Like he would, he would take it because he's all about himself, I guess, is why I'm, I'm going yeah. that route. And then also Alan Rickman's yeah. character, because how dare you, how dare you make Emma Thompson yeah. cry? Like, I don't care that you were Snape. I don't care that, no, no. Yeah. So those were top two for me, like right off the bat, those two characters. Yeah. I can't argue with that. Dan, you got anything for love actually? Yeah, I've got an even more controversial take than Nikki. I've never even seen it. <laughs> <laughs> See, look, so. now I don't feel as bad. I don't even feel as bad. So you have homework. I think I, I, think I saw like a part of it once, but yeah, I, I've definitely never seen enough of it to, to even be able to think of a character that could equate to that. <laughs> yeah. No, I think, Nikki, I think that's that's right on, actually. I mean, Alan Rickman's character, I don't even remember his name in the movie, but he was probably the least likable character in that movie to me just, and there's, there's a few that I really could not stand. And I agree with you. I, I don't love the movie. I mean, obviously the iconic, you know, walking dead guy, Rick Grimes with the the poster, you know, and all that. I mean, that's, that's cool. I guess it's a part of like cinema history, but aside from that, I'll just keep breezing through the channels. If I see that it's on. So I've got, I've got one that I came up with and it's, I don't know how popular it's not like one of the traditional popular Christmas movies. Um, but it was on again, not too long ago. And it made me think of it. Um, that Ben Affleck one surviving Christmas. It, it was not a good Christmas movie. It was not good. However, the dad in that movie, he's like works in like a body shop or whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. he took Ben Affleck's check to be his fake family. So obviously he's going to be live because if you cut him a check, he's going to take that check. Yeah. I remember that movie. I like, 
I haven't seen it. It's like you said, it's not like a every year. It's not one of those ones that's always on TV like, all the time. Yeah. Like on TBS. It's like one of those on TBS type <laughs> yeah. movies. Like, yeah. That one I'm not familiar with. One. That one I'm not familiar with. But I'll, you know. But I mean, he fun. took Ben Affleck's check to be a fake family, so obviously he's going to take the live money. I feel like that's like a no brainer at that point. The w- yeah, that's a pretty yeah. Line. The way you're describing it, it seems pretty much clear cut. That that's that's a good call there. How about so the Santa Claus? You know, Tim Allen. Again, we're not going the Chevy Chase route, but Tim Allen. You know, I think. He played a, a really shifty character in those movies. And there were, what, like three of them, right? There was like the three sequels or something like that. Well, now, and now there's the technically the fourth one, but it's a Disney Plus series. It's not a movie, but it's like a six-episode arc or whatever, yeah. Yeah. So what were yeah, we so Scott, S- Scott Calvin, the character before he becomes Santa Claus early mm-hmm. in the first one, that that guy who works for the toy company, ever he would go live if they gave him enough money. Obviously, then he becomes Santa Claus and he's pure and jolly in life. But the initial Scott Calvin character before the Santa falls off the roof, spoiler alert, um, I think he would definitely go live. Well, I I would agree with you, and I I would that because that was my exact opinion too. Until I actually just finished watching that six episode series and. Not if this is not a spoiler for it in case you do want to watch it, but part of that series is they talk about the Scott Calvin backstory, mm-hmm. like how he became Santa, why he was chosen to be Santa, and it wasn't just that some guy fell off his roof, he was actually chosen. And um so like at first I was like, Oh yeah, definitely Scott Calvin. He was like this like businessy toy guy wanted to make all the money. But then after watching that series there's a little more backstory that talks about how he's a little more in line with like the Santa side than the Scott Calvin side than you originally thought. So I don't know. I don't, um, I don't know that that's true. Jack Frost. No, well, yeah, obviously. Oh, yeah. Like, the third <laughs> yeah. Movie played by Martin Short, who mm. I love. Um, yeah. I such a good him. character. He did such a good job playing Jack Frost too in that movie. That was he so, really yes. good. so good. Yeah. I don't trust Bernard. So also I'll, at all. <laughs> so i got i got another one for you though so in the second one well i mean she continues throughout the rest of them too but um principal newman before she gets kind of santa claus and and mm. gets turned pure again when she is like the evil principal yeah i feel like she would be the principal to live school it, it early on in that second one definitely she would yeah. be principal live um before she becomes that's pure. a good point because i think she would she would want the money for the school district. Mm-hmm. Like she would be like, she would validate like, Oh yeah. That, like we, we can make this school like bigger and better and we can get all new computers and we can do this and that. And like, I don't think she would, she would ignore where yeah. the money's coming. But she'd from, take that check. She would take that check to improve the school hundred percent. Because in her head, she's doing right by where the money's going, not where it's coming from. That's a great yeah. She, it's kind of that Pat Perez mentality. I, I Listen, I'm just doing thought. this for the money. I don't. I know where the. I know the money is bad, but I want the money bad enough that I'll just take it and ignore the fact of where it's coming from. Pat Perez root. <laughs> I know the money is bad, but I'm going to yeah. do something good. <laughs> there you go. So yeah. it doesn't matter. So maybe a little Bubba Watson am, too in that. Yeah. Maybe she's like yeah. Bubba. Maybe she's more like. Yeah, maybe a little Bubba I'm Watson. Very, I'm very impressed with how much thoughts going into all of this. I like, I like all of this so much. It's very, 
Also, I think that I think Neil, the step the stepdad, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, would, I don't, I don't think he would take it. I think he would, um, he would like rationalize and like psychoanalyze for too long, and then they would be like, "No thanks, I, we're see, we're sending." Our I think that Neil <laughs> would take it from the standpoint of is that he would sign on to be Live Golf's uh, sports psychologist. <laughs> mm. And then he would psychoanalyze all these players and try to get to the bottom of why they really took all this money and did what they did. See, so he would take the money. But same thing, though. He, in his mind, he would say he was doing it for the greater good because he was trying to improve mentally the golfers and make them less angry and upset all the time. Oh, that's interesting. This, um, this has given me so many ideas with like how we could talk about other movie <laughs> genres. And just I think we can keep this being a reoccurring series. Um, but looking at the clock and understanding that there's like just so many Christmas movies out there. I mean, let's, let's go through a few more. Uh, one I think makes a lot of sense and it might not be as obvious, at least in my opinion, I want to know what you guys think, the, how the Grinch stole Christmas. I mean, does the Grinch go live? I don't know. You know, this was a hard one for me too, because to be honest, I have a different opinion about all three versions mm. of the Grinch, about like the the like fifteen minute cartoon one, and then the bit of the Cumberbatch one, and then the Jim Carrey one. I think all three of them are portrayed yes. differently. I think the Benedict Cumberbatch one has like more heart originally, mm-hmm. like than the Jim Carrey one. I think the Jim Carrey one has like did had to do like a full turnaround at the end, where like the Benedict Cumberbatch one like always had it mm-hmm. in him. So I guess it kind of depends on the version. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, there's definite some differences, like you said, among the three of them. I mean, I feel like it's a, it's a, not to, no, let's get really deep. I feel like it's a commentary on how, you know, people start off one certain way, of course. And then as the, as the, everyone knows the, the story goes that he finds the Christmas spirit and all of that. I mean, when you think about the live guys, I mean, everything seemed too good to be true at first. And we've yet to mm-hmm. see anyone with any true regret or buyer's remorse that we know of. I wonder if that's going to happen. I wonder if they're going to catch the PGA tour spirit. Wow. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's talk about that for a second. Dan, do you have anything with the grip? So on, well, to an extent, yes and no. So I, when you brought that up, it made me think of this and I'm not going to, I know it's a newer movie, so I'm not going to spoil it yet. And I'm not even sure if you guys have seen it yet, but last week when I was battling my little sickness and going on my various streaming platform binges, uh, I went and watched <laughs> that new Ryan Reynolds uh, Christmas oh, yeah. musical spirited. Yep. So I don't know if you guys have seen that yet. That's okay. So awesome. I'm, it's new. So I'm sure there are probably people out there that are listening to this who have not seen it. So I will not go too much of a spoiler of it. However, I will say Ryan Reynolds character definitely mm-hmm. is Mr. Live for the majority of that movie. And we can just kind of leave it at that without giving too much away. hundred percent. It's very Scrooged. I mean, yes, even... Scro- exactly. So yeah. 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 That's kind of what I was thinking along the lines of, yeah. uh, along the lines of Grinch Scrooge, those types of where you kind of, but it's interesting because tr- history and tradition would say, Oh yeah, they're so awful people. They're li- They're definitely live people. But once again, to go deep, deep kind of how like what Nikki did there with Clark Griswold, it, once you peel back those layers, they could be someone who would have buyer's remorse or mm-hmm. 
at the last minute, right before they're going to sign that contract, they're going to have that moment of consciousness where they're like, maybe this isn't the best thing to do. So it definitely is something that could go either way from that standpoint on, the, on those more traditional evil, uh, you know, Christmas movie characters. And, you know, I think when it comes to the Grinch, though, I think like, because the whole thing with Liv is really mm-hmm. the money. I mean, they could, they could say that it's, oh, the time with family and well, the Grinch doesn't have a family, right. you know, like at least in the beginning of the movie. Um, and like, they could argue that it's, oh, well, less, um, less playing time. Well, like, what has the Grinch got going on in his schedule? You know, four o'clock? Well, it's all pity, you know? But like, when it comes to, it, so it really, it's down to mm. the money. They want the, the check. But for the Grinch, his whole thing is hating and despising the like capitalism right. of it all. And like the, the toys, 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 and the stuff, you know? And like, that's his whole thing is like, all your stuff comes to me in your garbage. And I just see all the waste. And so I think he would be against it from the get-go. Like, why do I need all this excess money in the first place? What do I have to buy? What, who do I have to provide for besides my dog who I already provide for? Like, you know, so I think, I think he would be like as much, which is kind of comical because like you think of the Grinch as like this, not, not the villain, but you think of him as, a, a yeah. Grinch, and you would think he would automatically be like, "Oh yeah, of course he would go live." But his whole mo is like anti-extra. Yeah. You know, the Grinch so, is closer to Tiger yeah. Woods than Greg Norman in many ways. <laughs> and I'll tell you what i I think it's a no-brainer that Cindy Lou Who. I mean, he's she's got strong Matt Wolf vibes. I think like. Just she would go live immediately, and I don't believe anything about that that uh, persona. Anywho, let's talk about uh, just a couple others. We got a few here on the list, and once again, folks, uh, talking to Nikki Dunnigan and Dan Hauser, the two other members of uh, Golf Unfiltered. Together, we make up GU. Um, now, Charlie Brown Christmas. It's one that everyone has seen many times over. My mind immediately went to Lucy, but I, I feel like Pigpen is like low-key live but i can't find a parallel like maybe brooks a little bit of bryson yeah Bro- maybe brooks that's a good call there that's a really good call who else do we think I, he's yeah i feel like he's kind of on that brooks side of things where he's you wouldn't really expect him to do it and even he'll tell you he's not going to do it and then he'll just go ahead and kind of slyly just slide in and do it under the radar yeah and then just true. say and then and then and then say to everyone well what you know what what do you want from me or you know something like that so yeah i, I feel like he's giving off those brooks vibes Nikki, what do you got? I think um, that's actually that's actually a really really good one. Um, I don't know. I think Linus is kind of been forever since I've seen mm-hmm. a Charlie Brown Christmas. Linus, Linus is the one at the end who does the whole Bible mm-hmm. story, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So he's not he's not mm-hmm. going because um, he's going to be like, "What are you guys doing? This is not the point <laughs> of this is not the point of Christmas. Blanket. This is not the point mm-hmm. of this." Yeah, exactly. Um, no, he's he's not going. Um, but like, I don't know. Like, would Charlie Brown go? Like, Charlie Brown, Sergio Garcia, where he just gets ooh. fed up with everyone and says, "You know what? Peace out. I'm out of here. I'm done with you guys." And goes, just say it. You know, listen. Lucy picks the football up one too many times, and he says, "You know, forget this. I'm out." And Sergio's it. That's a possibility. 
It's a definite possibility. And I think Snoopy, as Snoopy doesn't go, Red Baron 100% goes <laughs> every time. <laughs> why but charlie brown gives me bryson vibes <laughs> and it probably is just because of his enormous like, that really is how i'm gonna go off but. i mean live players as peanut characters i think we could even do like a spin-off <laughs> I, mean, I can't i can't wait to watch this video back during the defamation lawsuits during yeah the, right like, exactly during the wit- exactly. during the witness <laughs> testimonies i can't wait to watch this back this is gonna be fantastic yeah. Notice I have said nothing. No, 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 of course not. (laughs) Who would obviously be Woodstock. I mean, let's just be honest. (laughs) Patrick Reed, Woodstock, makes complete sense to me. I don't know. Um, All right, any other movies that we want to get to before we we call it a day? No, but you know what? You mentioned Um, Patrick Reed, and uh, I can't believe that. Careful now, careful now. now. I know. (laughs) You know what? At this point, I mean, let's, whatever. (laughs) Um, Going back to Christmas Vacation, is he is he cousin Eddie? He wants the money, but he wants to spend more time with his family while doing it. Is he is he the in that in that in that character role? I'm not saying that he is exactly him, but like there are some similarities potentially there. Like obviously he's clearly he he wants the money and he wants to use it for his family, but he also seems to get in his own way a little bit too often and doesn't always say the right things when he's doing it. Very good call. <laughs> I mean, very good t- call. Listen, I mean, neither you, you two can, can keep your silence there and I'll take the hit on that one. When the <laughs> ultimate lawsuit hits, that's fine. I'll go ahead. But just while we're talking hypotheticals, I mean, it's just he, he, these days, it seems like he can't get out of his own way and he seems to always say the wrong thing. And if you're talking Christmas movies, I feel like that is cousin Eddie. <laughs> Yeah, he's also pretty gullible. So the are you serious, Clark? Well, like that, that yeah, that too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, well, these lawsuits would 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 in theory <laughs> prove that. If Patrick Reed is cousin Eddie, then Ian Poulter is the the grandma who sings the national yes. anthem <laughs> during the Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I don't really have any sort of like logic behind that, like other than. Ian Poulter kind of like sings the praises of Live Tour. Like he kind of like I, that's really all I got going on. That, but. Does your cat eat Jello? Yeah. <laughs> Abraham answer. Maybe the squirrel on the tree. I don't know. The blessing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the blessing. <laughs> Such a great. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, Any others before we want to log off here? No. no, I can't no. think of any. I know we talked about like some of the, the claymation yeah, ones, I seen but that in a while. even those like like Rudolph's yeah. dad and the claymation Rudolph would definitely like he would he would he would throw he would throw Rudolph <laughs> out there or like he would even even though he's embarrassed of Rudolph's nose, if he found out that Rudolph could make money going live, he would turn tail 100%. immediately. Hundred percent. That's a good call on that one too. Well, I think we've covered the bases on many of them. And listeners, I hope you enjoyed this. We'll do more fun stuff like this next year in 2023. And uh, Nikki, Dan, thanks so much. Just uh, as an aside, too, I mean, for helping out and, and for, you know, joining this crazy little community that we started with GU a long time ago. I mean, you guys make this so much more fun for me personally. And I'm looking forward to working with both of you next year. 
and uh, I hope the listeners will pay off. Uh, we'll see that it pays off as well, which I'm sure it will. So thanks so much to both of you. Happy holidays to you both. Happy holidays to everyone listening and watching on YouTube land. Uh, any parting thoughts from the two of you? Uh, stay warm. I know it's getting cold out there across the country. Um, it's freezing here. So um, happy holidays to everyone and um, stay warm. Yeah, same with Nikki said. Happy holidays, everyone, and uh, stay warm out there, especially these next couple days.